there was a fight that look when Evander Holyfield bit someone's ear off. I didn't love it, but I got it. I understood the connection. What happened this weekend was a little different, which means it is time from Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage and way less sexually violent as well. <laughs> uh, with me, of course, Rap Esparza. Rap, how are you doing? Good. Can I point out, and I know I've said this on the show before, I think, but I do think it bears repeating that Evander Holyfield Tyson fight with the ear biting definitely happened on my birthday. Uh, really? Yes. What and how gift. do I know that? What a gift. Because my family came over to watch that specifically on my birthday. All of the boxing loved uncles and family members that I have were tuned into it and going, yeah, I guess I'll go to a rap's birthday party. But really, are you guys showing the fights? Which I get now. Totally understand. Come to the kid's birthday party, but you really want the fights. That's what Mexicans do. Two for the price of one. Lots of Coronas. Maybe I sip Coronas when I was a child. They don't care. They are not watching. But the important thing to note here is it felt like my birthday party took a dramatic turn when the bite happened. And when you're a child and being like, why is everybody mad? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> fully understanding the whole point of it. And then looking out and seeing, like, that grown man bit the other grown man. And yet they're both legends. And what's – oh, and then seeing the piece of the ear. So, yes, that is That's never funny. fully gone June from my consciousness. June 1997. What, what, what a moment. Yep. yep. Well, and that was – so Tyson bites <laughs> Holyfield's ear. We're kind of making it sound like holy. That was my bad. I framed it wrong. Yes, thank you. It's fine. Wilder versus Tyson Fury fight two. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Fury wins. Mm-hmm. And it knocks him down a few times throughout the fight. Now, boxing, obviously, it's not my first passion. But mm-hmm. for big fights like this, I'm kind of I'm ancillarily noticing. Keeping an eye out. Raising that. You'll, you'll watch the highlights. You'll see what's up. Absolutely. And somebody was like, uh, there was a licking. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, it was like, I'm sorry, a what? Like an mm-hmm. ass kicking? Are you just using like a Southern slang? No, there was a licking. Mm-hmm. I was at a speech tournament volunteering this weekend, Raph, doing a little judging out Bless here you. for uh, some weird conference. I guess it's like part of NCA, the National Communication Association, doing some sort of regional conference that also had a speech tournament. Anyway, that's where I heard it. So, so it was like, you got licked. It was like, who got licked? They're like, Wilder. I sent you a clip. I can confirm. After a few knockouts, Fury has him sort of into that body mode. We'll call mm-hmm. the the Conor McGregor hug. If you were with us for the Mayweather situation for MMA fans, he just kind of starts licking some of the blood off of Wilder's shoulder. Raph, how is this? It's pay-per-view, so they didn't censor it out. But can you explain to me in the larger sports narrative are we all secretly worried Fury's a serial killer? No, but I can explain to you the disappointment of our own brethren in MMA trying to jump in on the bandwagon because there was a moment that after, I guess, it was making the rounds with the lick heard round the world, if you would, or seen, I guess. When they put that up, ESPN put up, I guess, a clip of BJ Penn licking blood 
and saying, oh, we do that, too. And I was like, I don't think we need to connect on this one. They can have that one. We don't need to remind them of what crazies we have. And also, why are we going to bring up BJ Penn at this moment in time? It's a it's not a great time to talk about BJ Penn. Uh, I think he needs to sort out a few things on his own. It's also part of the reason why he hasn't shown up mysteriously on our show for some time. Uh, these are editorial decisions that we sometimes make. But sure, yeah, if you're ESPN MMA, nah, fuck it. Just put a post of him licking some blood because samesies. Anyway, I, I can tell you this. I, I saw clips of the fight yesterday. It was my uh, cousin Marty's uh, wedding. So I did not get to see the fight in full. And even though Marty is a fight fan, uh, I didn't really feel like dishonoring him uh, to. Oh, to he check picked out. a perfect night. Who cares about this fight outside of someone <laughs> getting licked? I can, the boxing world, right. you can tell when they care and when they don't. They were like, Wilder versus Fury is. It's a great fight. It's a matchup everyone's been talking about. And they do that slowdown. It's like, no one's been talking about it. Well, no one gives a flying F about this fight. I should bring up a couple things that are of note from this fight that may have potential future consequences. And I think the biggest of which was Loser when they did. Loser has to go to MMA? That would oh, be amazing. God, I wish. That would be an awesome fight. Loser leaves down match. How does boxing not do this? I don't know that they've done that. I don't know. I, I, I'm all for it, Kevin. You know that. The one thing I would tell you that I think is important to note here, Kev, is <laughs> as silly as it is, when you're watching a fight like this, you know that they're going to do all of the stops and they're going to pull out all of the stops to make you get excited about this match. However, in this particular stare down, they actually got the barricades that they use at a local movie theater to let you know if you're in the right line, you know, those little, like mm -hmm. the little things that strip across, they actually put too many barricades so that they wouldn't cross over to each other. So they were actually, when they were staring off separated by those little boundaries, uh, about six feet away from one another. So I kept thinking, this is hysterical. I wish even with the space apart, they would still be trying to throw at each other because the comic incongruity of two grown men being separated by movie tape could not make me laugh harder. <laughs> uh, I don't know the boxing ins and outs, so some things I just think are, oh, that, I guess that's how boxing does it. Mm. But this might seem like one of those times where Steve Carell did a, a, a Pepsi commercial <laughs> with Cardi B. Yes. And famously was asked, like, what was it like to work with Cardi B? He's like, I'm sure it's great, but I wouldn't know. They use stand-ins. <laughs> this fight felt like that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they're each fighting a stand-in just for all the press and things until they arrive. Then it's like, we brought yes. out the real Fury and the real Wilder. <laughs> and things are about to get sexual and violent. The licking, God, I can't get over the licking. Much, I, I think you should get DQ'd for licking blood off someone. I think under... I get that it's not a law per se, but this um, to really keep rounding it up with some true crime metaphors, Raph, I just have mm -hmm. to. There was someone there. there they called him the grinder killer. He, <laughs> he killed someone he met on grinder. But a month before that, he was known from the police because someone in a leather kilt was seen running from his house, screaming and bleeding, saying, call the police while he chased them. 
I get that maybe the first one wasn't a lock him away for a while crime, but we should be able to read between the lines of these things. He licked the blood off his shoulder during a fight. Can you imagine if LeBron James licked Giannis Antetokounmpo? It, no. If Patrick Mahomes was like, I don't just want to score a touchdown. Hold on. Come here, Richard Sherman. Just let me get in on that neck. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, I just don't know what it does. And we don't live in the time of gladiators where I guess where they're getting it from are movies that are primal instincts of predators killing their prey or something to that effect. It's confusing. And you know what, Kev? We're just not those people. So I don't think it's ever going to appeal to us in a, a sane way. But I do know it gets the people going. Crowds love shit like that for some weird reason, so I don't know anything about that. What I can tell you is, speaking of getting the crowd going, we need to pivot here, Kev. Yeah? It's been a weird week for the podcast, and I'm not even sure you know how weird it's been. Okay. Okay. Where do we start? Okay. I thought we said our piece about Diego Sanchez's coach. Turns out it's become a bigger thing even since we've left. Like in a week's time, it got way worse. Well, Do you know how it got way worse? Yeah, because it's catchy. It's just like what happened when a star is born. Mm-hmm. Everyone I'm in the deep end and it's in my head. So I think it's just the shadow thing, right? It's catchy. Yes, I was telling you famously this week. <laughs> said. If we had more time and I really actually cared about it, I'd take Shallow from A Star is Born and talk about in the shadow, shadow. But I just don't want to take the time to do it. And it's a really stupid one-off joke. And then I realized, uh uh-oh, it might have gotten worse, Kev. Go on. Okay. Where do I start? So Joshua Fabia is the name of the coach. And I would expect for him to go on Errol Hawani, but he went on with Diego Sanchez and they were defending themselves. And I really didn't feel like watching that one, but I was getting notes asking us on our social media. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I said, no, I heard it exists, but do I really want to go see what crazy's all about? Because I don't feel he's a good coach. And I was right. He was the only corner man in Diego Sanchez's corner. So that meant that all of Diego Sanchez's coaching was coming from this one man who Trevor, as we mentioned last week, was very confused by. But I did get inspired to while driving, listening to uh, that coach, Joshua Fabia, on the Luke Thomas show. Because I figured Luke might try to ask some open-ended questions and say, listen, dude, I'm giving you the opportunity to respond to how the internet is characterizing you. Why don't you go and say your piece? And I got to say, crazy went for the gold, Kev. No way. It was 45 some odd minutes. I had to start and stop listening to that show multiple times. I could not stop having my mouth open. And in the car by myself going, oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 this is terrible. It was it's detrimental. Would you like to know why? I'll go through a list of a couple reasons 
as to why you may lose your shit if you listen to this interview. Yeah, let's hear him. I think this is fun. All right. All right. First of all, he talks about and this is like a compilation of both interviews because I read part of Ariel's and I heard this one and some of them kind of uh, combined together. He was defending himself. And I understand the Internet can be very mean. So I, I tried giving the guy the benefit of the doubt of, you know, what? it sounds like he's very defensive because everybody's saying he's a crock of shit. And if you look at some of the stuff that he's showing online, you know, it's kind of that McDojo shit where it's a guy showing you how to fend off between two attackers. That doesn't make any sense. And you know how sometimes if you have the right crystals, you might be able to unlock happiness and meaning and spirituality in your life. It's a lot of shit to go through. (laughs) So when Luke Thomas says, Tell us about you. He immediately goes on the defensive and saying, like, I didn't know that we needed credentials to be a fight coach. And Luke's thinking, like, well, I just want to know who you trained with and how that came to be. And he's like, are you saying that uh, you don't think that I have the credentials to be uh, doing any of that? And Luke Thomas is like, yo, bro, I'm giving you the opportunity. It's like an open-ended question. Where have you trained? And he's like, I haven't trained what would be the normal martial arts. I'm about – what keeps you safe on the streets? Red flag. I was like, that's not great. What do you mean the normal martial arts? You know what keeps you really safe on the streets? Being Tom to blast good at jujitsu. Super yeah. helpful. And uh, so Joe Schilling is pretty safe on the streets. Just as a <laughs> heads up. You know why? Because he'll kill your face with his pick a limb. Pick anything. And Kev, I worry about how to phrase this next part. Joe Wilk is quite safe on the street. <laughs> I'm just going to keep naming high-profile coaches <laughs> that uh, do not have this problem. And it's one thing if it's one of the coaches. Who's our friend from Articulate BJJ? <laughs> Jared, he's quite safe on the yep. streets as well. Jared, he'd have that weird accent that you don't quite understand for oh, half Oh, he's of it, safe for like, that Asher. reason alone. He'll disarm you with his New Zealand, but in addition you know to that... Is? He'd read you a paragraph about the philosophy of fighting, and you'd be like, oh, God, I don't want to fight anymore. Shut up, dude. Drew Weatherhead, not safe on the streets. You know why? Canadian. Canadian. Also has to take the time to meme you. Too skinny. Yeah. (laughs) He'd like somebody come attack you, and he'd be like, well, I've got a very good idea of how to get you. Hold on. Can I get a photo of you real quick, eh? (laughs) So here's where it starts to break even worse, Kev, if you could imagine it. And I, I said I was trying to figure out the right way to phrase this. Diego Sanchez, when they said, why would Diego pick you kind of a question or how did you guys link up? He brings Diego on the show, who was not advertised like Ariel, where it was the both of them. He just goes, I don't know. Why don't you ask Diego right here? And I swear to you, Kev, there's a lot of things we should be concerned about because when you fight for a long time, I know there's CTE studies and I don't want to really belabor this in a really overtly comic way, but it sounded like he was held at gunpoint or brainwashed. And it was because Diego's speaking pattern was so awkwardly small and silent and it was very weird, okay? You know? And I was like, oh my God. Is Diego in a cult now? Like, fuck, dude. So there's a movement online that's like, save Diego. This is not good. Um, it's it's really rough. And I think the larger part is, 
you know, obviously there's the shock and awe of, I can't believe this guy is a coach. And then you start to really do the rationale thinking of, oh my God, Diego could actually be getting hurt by this. Now, among the things that get admitted by this whole process, the coach, Joshua, admits that there was a move that he kind of demonstrated that could have been a killer to Michael Chiasa. And Chiasa confirmed it and's like, yeah, dude, he was trying to show me the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> so <laughs> we've run with that joke a little bit on the show. They're early. And- They're a little early. <laughs> and I've just been like, well, as a reminder, guys, you know, WWBJJ week is like a month away. So no big deal. So it's a great help for me. But Kev, when I messaged you, and I know like it's hard for me to impress like why an interview is so important to listen to sometimes. That's not one of our own. But the next day, Luke Thomas released a 30 minute response to the interview where he's like, I tried. You know, I, I tried to have open ended questions and bless his soul. He really did. But the responses that Joshua was giving in a very defensive way got progressively weirder, almost paranoid and strange. Well, keep the keep the lights on this one, because this has all the I don't trust that person from Pizza John's makings to it. So let's all just uh, buckle in. Yeah. Well, the metaphors, it it hasn't gotten better since he started talking, which is normally what you hope for. You hope for it's just like, let's say this was a fight coach just came out and goes, oh, I was caught up in the moment. Yeah, I don't exactly know what the shadow thing was. That would be a different response. But somebody that's like, you don't need to have credentials to be a coach in fighting. It's like, you do. Yeah, I mean, maybe you do when people are out there you know, killing themselves for a sport. Pretty dangerous sport. And the UFC is not, it's, it was the main f- event. I mean, it's yeah. not, it was, I guess it was the second. Well, uh, come in. Yeah. Go away. Um, okay. Let, do you want to get to this weekend's fights? So of some people that are going through some things. Yes, but I will transition one other thing real quick to the other thing that the podcast was known for. Um, this is always a fun one. So, I think you were bringing up the fact that, uh, you know, there are things that happen that sometimes, you know, we, we put out there as jokes and we see what happens. And uh, this week I happened to put out a meme <clears throat> that essentially took on the idea of, you know, when you're rolling and gravity happens and no matter how far away you are from somebody, somebody comes over and kind of knocks into you. And there is a perception that higher belts should have the space, spatial awareness, sometimes it gets called. So we put up a a meme that said, every time I'm around a white belt, I say the following. Don't be sorry, ho, be careful. And it's, you know, a nice meme and we got a good response off of it. And one of my friends, our good friend, Elliot, a guy he sends me a note and he goes, dude, it's been on fucking Reddit BJJ and it's doing numbers, man. It's doing great. I was like, yeah, dude, I try not to go on there. Um, that's awesome. Kev, it had 1400 upvotes. Damn. Which is great. I mean, you know, sometimes we put on that. We're going to like donate to the homeless and people are like, boo, downvote. Fuck you guys. Fuck that. 
So, you know, for us, we just kind of put out content. And if you like us, you like us. And if you don't, then you can go fucking somewhere else. However, Kev, there were 80 comments. And you can guess where people were going in the comment section <laughs> on a meme like that. Any any ventured guesses on your part? Just in general, I can imagine there was a lot of sexual innuendos and Nate Diaz references. <clears throat> what it was was a group of people being like, you know, this is the reason we can't keep white belts in our sport. I just want to make sure that you guys know you should not be treating gyms like this. And I don't know if you've ever heard Bill Burr talk about his belief on Colin Kaepernick. I have not. No. Okay. Bill Burr's stance on Colin Kaepernick is he goes, all right, it was pretty clear. This dude took a knee because he wanted to bring uh, an identification towards injustice and police brutality and things like that. And he goes, and before you know it, you know the response is going to be from some guy going, my brother fought in Iraq and in Afghanistan. And I don't stand for any of those things. So it's essentially that. <laughs> Our version of that was, oh, hey, here's a stupid joke that, you know, we posted. And then seeing the BJJ equivalent of people being like, in my gym, we don't ever turn this down because it's not always supposed to be a seniority thing. And I was like, I listen, there was no time put into that joke, but it's amazing to see the response it's gotten. <laughs> I would say the funniest response, though, Kev is. Somebody put up <laughs> underneath as a question and they just said, whoa, does anybody find it weird that there's an advertisement for a podcast on this meme? It was like, mm hmm. Yeah, because we wrote the joke. Why would that be weird? <laughs> Can you believe they put the Tonight Show logo <laughs> and song in front of Jimmy Fallon's videos on YouTube? It's annoying. It's frustrating. I would say, obviously, he was a white belt, so I'm sure he felt a certain way about the man. Uh, but nothing <laughs> made me laugh more, Kev, when I put the response, which was, no, it's because we wrote the joke. And then I immediately got mad at myself because in response to a question that says, anybody else find it weird? There's an advertisement for an MMA podcast on here. I should have just posted no. <laughs> but I didn't, so I digress. That's my fault. Well, next time. Next time. Next next <laughs> round with Reddit voters. So anyways, you know, it's the true yin and yang of this show, Kev. You get something good on Reddit, and then some guys have some issues with white belts they want to tell you about that I guess are vaguely tangentially re, you know, related. But thank you very much for the upvotes. It was very nice to see. It was a nice surprise, guys. Speaking of upvotes, I would like to hand one out. Um, first to Rogerio de Lima, who was just throwing haymakers like somebody was repeatedly hitting the Xbox haymaker button. That dude did some work. On Sosely, Raf, this fight, he only, it's just unbelievable. It looks like the last few minutes of a fight and he's just swinging away. Big knockout. Right as they had just, uh, you can start to see the writing on the wall. Sosely has a very Roy, Roy Nelson type hairstyle. And they're like, Sosely's never been KO'd in the cage. Perfect timing. Because shortly after KO'd in the cage. Damn. That one is a strong recommendation on the rewatch. And I am going to be buying Rogerio de Lima stock. Um, 
bad, scary news on this mm-hmm. next one. Carolina. Yeah. Oh, God. Koalakowicz. Koalakowicz. Damn it. I don't know. They she had they had a tough fight against uh, <laughs> the most awesome names of Yao Zanon. Either yep. way, Kowalski has a fractured face and needs surgery following UFC Auckland. It's scary. Yeah, I didn't know what to do on that one. I, I saw the video making its rounds where she was detailing how. Normally, she says she's not hurt and she's not hurt after a fight kind of a thing. So she goes, on this one, you see an eye bandage. First off, not a great way to start a video. And then second, you see her being like, yeah, I'm actually really hurt. And you go, oh, this looks like it's going to be really sad. Oh, no. So I, I hope she's OK, man. That's that's terrible to see. And that was a good fight. That one I, I stuck out. So the I did watch the Riddle versus Mustaviv. Riddle won via decision. And in that one, it was also a unanimous decision. Zhaon on one, but damn, our thoughts are with Kowakowitz. Carolina. Brutal. Uh Crew won by submission. This fight I did not see. because uh, I guess I just forwarded right past it on ex- on an accident during my ESPN Plus, which thanks for still having commercials, ESPN Plus. This is a massive shout out to you all for not being like, it's a subscription. Nope. Still have them. Love it. Let's get to the Paul Felder, Dan Hooker split decision. It goes Hooker's way. If you saw Felder's face, I think you'd understand really good back and forth fight with some tense moments on the ground, especially as they did some exchanges. Uh, but Hooker wins via split decision and I was fine with it. It's I'm, I'm, there's very few split decisions. I don't see. But in this one, pretty damn fun fight. Yes. And um, I just finished watching it a couple minutes ago while we were doing the show, multitasking. It was a great fight, man. I know Paul Felder was talking about that might be it for him. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it sucks when you're that close and you still have good fights like that. Um. I think it's hard, dude, when they start giving you those commentary gigs where you go, I just get to show up and talk and you pay me pretty well. Mm. Yeah, I should do that, huh? It does sound fun. I mean, Kevin and I would actually do the inverse of that. We would pretend to fight so that they could hand us the gig and we'd be like, oh, I'm so ready. How do I get to commentary? It's like, we well, said that like, fast. It's like, oh, yeah, I just thought, I, you know, I've, I've really seen the game, the ins and outs. It's like, you fought half an amateur fight. It's like, and I, I learned a lot. I'm, I'm ready to move to the booth. Move over, Michael. Ooh, speak. <laughs> move over, Michael, is very good. Um, speaking of amateur fight status, Kev, um, I think I've come bearing bad news. Why? Well,. Recently, USADA has tested a few folks. Oh, hold on. I think I did see some of this. Who did they this time? Well, in the rounds are Alexander Gustafsson, Gus Gus, which, okay, he retired maybe twice now, but I've heard rumor he might want to come back. Nick Diaz, which is just rude at this point. What? Yeah. Okay. I always... Whenever I find out he's in the testing pool, it's like, okay. 
Yep. And mind you, has not fought famously for years. For so the last name, Kev, <clears throat> is one that we should give a moment after we say the name to allow some outrage from our listeners if they don't know who I'm talking about already. But it would appear that CM Punk is among those recently tested by USADA as well. Ooh. Hold for outrage. Okay. Three, four. Am I supposed to be outraged? No, that was just for the listener. Like, it's like a moment of silence that you do on a show. I was happy to be, but I just don't have a ton of it. It's been a while since we've seen him. It's like, yeah, whatever. They're letting Logan Paul fight. I'm down. Kev, I just want to remind you, Bill Burr. I, I knew a fighter who wasted three years of his life who didn't get on the UFC, but CM Punk got on the UFC. So I I'm allowing those people to get that out of their system uh, because they were famously not great fights. And no one ever contends that they were. Uh, but no one ever complained about the money they made when he fought on them. And nothing makes us sadder on this show. That when I had said after the first fight, I was like, man, I just wish he got out of that first round. And then we saw what a fight looks like if he did with someone equally not as good. That went three rounds and you said, God, this is about the worst fight I've ever seen live. It's... uh. It's a bad thing that he's being tested by USADA because, uh, to my knowledge, you shouldn't have to test for USADA to go into the WWE again, which he's doing some fun commentating gigs uh, on the Fox Sports shows so that he doesn't actually have to work for the WWE. He just kind of comes in and does the studio show with like commentates on what's going on in the WWE. So he doesn't directly have to do anything with creative, but there's been talks. Maybe he returns for a little bit and uh, we'll see. But. We don't need to test in USADA. <laughs> well, I'm all in. Let's get him tested. I want to hear what's going on, and you know, just frankly, let's uh, let's give out all the results. What else is going on in CM Punk's life? How's his cardiologist feel? Has he been sexually active lately with a multitude of partners? I'm just saying, let's uh, XFL this with the medicals. I'm we could 100% though be okay if somebody had tainted his sample. And he's like, I didn't take any of that shit. It's like, um, yeah, Mark Furman said that you totally did. <laughs> well, and there's always the. I don't know if it's partially the UFC having done an unbelievable job, always ruining the credit of USADA. Yes, but I because of all of the multitude of decisions that have been muddied with unprofessional journalism on the UFC's part or very selfish journalism, as well as not very strong cases made by USADA that they mean what they did, that I'm always skeptical and I have to remind myself, it's like, no, this is the governing body. They're testing for steroids. We kind of trust them to do that. They're empowered. So it it is a small, is this serious? And it is. Yep. It's always great whenever you can say, man, USADA, the purpose of its intent is good. The execution has been weird. Um, a lot of people think it's ruined the sport. Um, and then there are people who wish for the sport to be clean. And there are some fans who might be surprised that the sport isn't always clean for some strange reason. Case in point, Josh Barnett failed another drug test. Did Oh. Well, you Bellator. know what? Let's go Josh Barnett. Oh, I saw that one. Sorry for a second. 
as I was watching the UFC fights, they brought up um, Josh Hanger, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just yes. uh, had a quick, um, just a quick. Wait, what is this? So, no, I'm back now. That one's kind of funny to me, at least from a. Uh, Josh Burnett's super old. Just let him do whatever he's doing. If yeah. he if he tests positive, it's like, well, yeah, that was probably going to happen. Let's just uh, let it go, you know. I think the weird part is, do you run out of excuses on those though? Like after the fourth accidental one, where you're like, nah, that last one was Usada's fault, and uh, it's like, how do you keep failing this? And you were the guy who famously failed out of a championship, then collapsed an entire organization. And yet here we are still again. And don't get me wrong. It's not to say that USADA doesn't make mistakes. We've seen that they do. It's just, it's so weird. The age of information is a, a strange time, Kev, where the more information we get, it's like, no, 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 USADA sucks. And let's cloud your ability to tell if they're good or not. So that people just say like, yeah, USADA bad. It's very confusing. <laughs> and the worst part is very few of us actually know how to talk about steroids and the like properly. So yeah, I, I always look at every article that somebody says somebody failed something and I go, well, let's learn something today. Okay. Which one is this? Ooh, that's a drug I've never heard of. Tell me more, USADA or person writing the article. And then we go from there. So it's really educational, I guess, is what it's coming down to, Kev. I do always dig when they list the drugs like that's helpful to us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Or you see the really studious like cheater athlete writing it down. being, mm, That's a good one. Let's concoct a little bit of A and a little bit of B and see if they cancel each other out. And they don't ever explain what it does. <laughs> it's always just. Okay, what's that? We have to find out from Joe Rogan. It's like it slightly decreases your sex drive. It increases your muscle build so that, like, when you would be fucking, now you're just building muscle. It's like, I don't think that's what it does, Joe. I'm not sure I follow. Either way, that will be our great new spinoff podcast, the E60 Steroids mm -hmm. in MMA and Grappling. God. Rap, any other final notes as we, you're in a post-wedding haze. Yeah. I am still not over the licking. Um, we're round in third. Any final notes? I don't know. Maybe we should refer to that. Is that the alien or the species lick that they did? Because that's all I ever think about whenever I see that. Um, I also want to clean this up real quick. Um, a study finds loss of brain volume in MMA fighters and boxers. So I put up and said, it's a start. And people were like, what? And I'm like, it's a start in the study, not for good job, good progress in brain going dumb fighters. Um, it's just nice to see that a lot of the studies that we are starting to get into MMA are, are starting to happen because these things take forever to do research on. So a lot of it they'll put in the uh, findings. If you read some of these things, they'll be like, uh, the results are inconclusive because MMA is still kind of new. <clears throat> we don't have a ton of people volunteering for these studies yet, so I'm just glad that we're starting to learn a little bit more. Uh, shock, bad news, uh, fighting sometimes bad for the brain in any sport. So, you know, it's not a giant shock, but the more that we can kind of educate ourselves, I think the more that we can try and keep our athletes safe, in theory. 
in theory, indeed. That will so, do it, it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I watched The Miracle. I'm inspired. There's a new Dwayne Wade documentary. Go out and, and find some fun stuff out there in that ESPN Plus world. You're going to be shocked. That'll do it for tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...